in your presence one more time. We thank you for this privilege, oh God. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord God. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for your love. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for bringing us tonight together in our Bible study, Lord God. We ask you to forgive us for every sins. All the sins that we have committed in your sight knowingly and unknowingly, Lord God. I pray and ask you to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Cleanse us from all filthiness, O God. Purge us with isop. Wash us and help us to be whiter than snow. Creating us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, O God. Cast us not away from thy presence. And take not thy only spirit from us, O God. Restore unto us the joy of your salvation. And uphold us with your free spirit, O God. Father God, we love you, Lord God. We honor you, Lord God. We worship and praise you tonight because you are great and greatly to be praised. Father God, as we pray tonight, we pray in the name of Jesus tonight, Lord God, for every hand that has raised tonight, Lord God, that you know their needs, oh God. You know whatever it is that's going on in their body, Lord God, whether it's physically, Lord God, mentally, oh God, spiritually or financially, Lord God. You are our way maker. You are our keeper. You are our provider. And we ask you, Lord God, that, oh God, the Spirit of God will move upon every person in this congregation tonight, those that are online, we pray, Lord God, that you'll touch them likewise, oh God. That whatever, oh God, their requests are tonight, Lord God, that you will touch them and be with them tonight. Father God, as we pray, Lord God, we pray you continually heal and touch, oh God, for the Oscar families, oh God. That you will touch the entire family. Oh God, Brother Oscar, Brother IJ, Lord God, Sister Oscar, oh God, let your healing virtue move through that home tonight, Lord God. We pray tonight, Lord God, for baby Jay, Lord God, that you'll touch his body tonight, Lord God, that he will continue to grow in your love, oh God. We ask you, Lord God, that you'll bless every family, bless every home, oh God. Touch every person that is in this place tonight, Lord God. And Father God, as I come before your presence tonight, Lord God, I ask you, Lord God, that you'll touch me tonight, Lord God. Touch my voice, oh God. Give me the strength in my body, Lord God. Bless our Bible study tonight, Lord God. Open the hearts and the mind of every person and that your words will go forth tonight, Lord God. That it will be an encouragement to someone, oh God, that it will be a blessing to someone, Lord God. Use me as your vessel, Lord God. Help me, Lord God, that your will will be done in me and through me, Lord God. Father God, if there is ever a time I need you, I surely need you now. We ask you, Lord God, that you'll cover us and keep us, Lord God. Those that are traveling, oh God, keep them and guide them. Oh God, continue to bless this facility, Lord God. Every first responder that come through these doors, oh God, that you'll touch them, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, to bless this community that you have placed us in, Lord God, that you will send us souls from the east, west, north, and soul. Release all the souls that are predestined for, oh God, our congregation for such a time as this. We love you, Lord God. We adore you. We commit ourselves to you, Lord God, and we ask your will to be done. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name. And can we just give the Lord a round of applause tonight? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we praise your name tonight. We praise your name. We give you glory and give you all the honor tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Amen, amen. Before you seated, um, just by the way, I have a couple of announcements. Um, don't forget, tonight is the deadline, and that goes for me, for the men's retreat. I text my wife, actually asked my wife to remind me to make sure I'm registered tonight for the men's 
retreats. So, uh, if there's anyone else that is in that boat, hopefully everyone else able to get a chance. If you're planning to go, to able to take care of that. Um, it's going to be June 10th and 11th. So please, if possible, try to register for it. And tomorrow evening at 7.30 p.m., we have an, um, our global, it's a district event, our global conference, mission conference in Tittenfall. The information is, um, I think it's 11, the address is 11-something, um, Tittenfall Road. It's at approximately 45 minutes from here. Um, looking for a great time in the Lord there. Amen. And then Saturday evening at 3 p.m., they have a ministry or training at 3 p.m. So if you're able to be a part of that and can be a part of that, I would recommend you to do so. Amen. Anything else that I'm forgetting? No, that's it, Brother Tom. Amen. That's it. Amen. Praise God. All right, let me just turn your attention to a verse of Scripture before you see that, and then we can um, just get right into our Bible study. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, if you have it, you can turn with me. Amen. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. You can look on the overheads. Amen. And follow. Just read it in one verse. Amen. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to give honor to our pastor tonight. Amen. I know as soon as he landed, it's going to be hitting the ground running. <laughs> you know, um, so I want to give honor to our pastor for standing in front of the congregation. Amen. Uh, I treat it as such. Amen. Something that I don't take for granted, something I don't take lightly. And uh, with the same, same due love and respect for everyone, you know, I want to make sure I continue God extended um, that warm love for everyone to let you know that, you know, um, you know, I thank him for giving me this privilege and opportunity. And I, I thank you all, you know, I, I serenade everyone that is here tonight, our online congregation, for sacrifice. The days are getting so warm. In fact, um, this morning or last night, the temperature dropped. And then by the midday to late afternoon, the temperature just went right up. Tomorrow is going to be hot. Saturday is going to be hotter. So... You know, try to make sure you drink plenty of liquid. Amen. Try to make sure you stay self-hydrated. Amen. And, uh, you know, be safe in the time that we're living in. You know, we're living in such a tough time, I would say. But, you know, um, you know, for the children of God, I don't see it as a tough time. You know, I have hope. And um, I, I go day by day. And I know that I have a God that in spite of what's going on around us, around me, we have a God that cares for us. And, you know, we can stop, you know, we can talk with that assurance that, you know, Jesus loves us, Jesus cares for us. You know, when, when you're confident about something, you know, there's no need for you to worry about. You know, when, I remember as a child when I used to learn to ride bicycle, um, at first, I wasn't too confident. I would ride, and I would, you know, fall off. I'll try to manage, you know, balance myself on the pedal, and then balance myself as I'm riding. And a few times, I'd fall, and I'd trip up. I'd get bruised up all over me, hit my head, my hand, my chest. Everybody, everywhere, just get bruised up. So, it, it, you know, you, you know. So I have to make myself to be confident that yes, I can do this. And so I, I was able to be very skillful in it. 
So I, I, I'm riding now, Brother D, and then I start to, you know, let go of my hands, you know, off the wheel, you know, start to gain that confidence, start to balance, you know, yeah, use my body to control, you know, the bicycle as I'm riding. So, you know, when you're confident about something, you want to do it with all your heart and with all your mind, you know, because at the end of the day, you can say, you know, man, I did what I had to do. Uh, my subject for tonight is talent is never enough. And um, I, I want you to stay with me tonight. I don't know if I'm going to be short tonight, and I don't know if I'm going to be long tonight. I don't know what the Lord has in store for us tonight, but whatever he has in store for us tonight, I, I, I do pray and hope, and I need his direction you know, as I move forward with our study tonight. Talent is never enough. The, the, the scripture we read earlier from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, he said, for we are his workmanship. We didn't create it by ourselves. But we're created in Christ Jesus. And to, we didn't say bad works. But it said good works. So anybody wants to do bad things, it's because they want to do bad things. Because the scripture said, we're created in Christ Jesus uh, unto good works, which God had ordained that we should walk in them. A talent is something that you were born with, that gives you a unique skill or ability. Talent is set apart from knowledge in that it is not a learned behavior, although it can be strengthened and practiced. The Bible tells us that we are all born with a distinct talent and gifts that set us apart from each other. And I can stop and I can work with that a little bit. There's something about, there are about approximately 15 of us that is here tonight. Approximately. If all of us stand up here and um, the question is asked to us, who can balance their self on one foot? There may be some that may be wobbling a little bit. There may be some that trying. There may be some that have the strength to do so. We are the same, if you please, but we are uniquely different in the way we go about balancing each other. When you discover the talent that God has given you, use them to glorify him and you will experience a full life. When you experience that God has given you that talent, you want to use it not to glorify yourself because you're not the one that gave yourself that talent. God is the one that gave us that talent. So we have to make sure we use it to glorify him, to God be the glory. Our loving Lord wants us to feel all and complete. And it is true talent that we can find our unique calling in life. 
So the question is asked, what is God's plan for your life? Sometimes we ponder with that question, what is God's plan for my life? Did he call me to be a seat warmer? Did he call me to be an usher? Did he call me to be a, a, a parking lot attendant? Did he call me to be a musician? We you know we have all the. Did he call me to be a minister? Did he call me just to able to talk to people? So even though we are uniquely and wonderfully made, we have that 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 talent in us that we say, you know, if it's this what I find myself to do, I'm a decorator. So I'm going to look around and I'm going to make sure. I'm not trying to take away Brother Tom's job, but I'm going to look, make sure because I have a passion to what he's doing. So I may see something look out of place. I want to touch it and adjust it, but I'm afraid that if I touch it, Brother Tom may feel offended. But that is passion. So therefore, it's better for me to just leave it alone. Just let it be. I like deep down in my heart, I want to adjust it. But that's not my Give, even though I have a passion to do that. So we all have that unique uh, ability to, to design, to, to set up things the way we want it to be, to, to, to make it go for his glory. But Tom is not doing this for his glory. He's doing it for the glory because he has a passion uh, of doing that. In Exodus chapter 35 verse 10 in Exodus 35 verse 10 it said and every wise hearted among you shall come and make all that the Lord had commanded um, John Maxwell most of you heard of him or know of him very you know uh, writer he writes a lot of books one of the books that he wrote um, is called Talent is Never Enough. He said, I communicate that while talent is important, there are millions of talented people who have ability but never get to use it and never reach their potential because they lack the characteristic that separate successful people from unsuccessful people. Those who neglect to make the right choices to release and to maximize their talent commute uh, continually on the perform. These choices may be as simple as being punctual, giving effort, showing patience, or being unselfish. None of these choices require talent, but they sure enhance talent. Below is a list, and I'm going to go through a list of 13 things. A list, uh, um, below is a list of these choices and characteristics that enhance a person's talent and advance them in life among the biblical example of men and women who illustrate their the characteristic. So here it is. I'm going to go through 13 objectives regarding talent um, that I want to talk about. 
one, the first one is going to be belief, lift your talent. So when you believe something, it lifts your talent. I'm just going to go through all 13, and then I'll go back and just piggyback on, um, on um, a few of them that I can. The second one is passion energize your talent. The third one is initiative activate your talent. The fourth one, focus direct your talent. The fifth one, preparation possession your talent. The sixth one, practice sharpen your talent. The seventh one, perseverance sustain your talent. The eighth, courage test your talent. Nine, teachability expanded your talent. Ten, a character protects your talent. Eleven, relationship influence your talent. Twelve, the responsibility strengthen your talent. And the final one is teamwork multiplies your talent. So let me just go back and break down a few of these, uh, these talented um, beliefs here. Consider young David in 1 Samuel chapter 17. He visited, he visited his brother in the battlefield as they faces the Philistine army. Goliath was the Philistine champion, a giant who taunted the army of Israel day after day. No one in Israel believed they could face this nine-foot-tall giant and beat him. That, that is until a young teenager named David entered the scene. He believed his God was bigger than the giant. And he believed his God given ability to defeat the enemy. Demonstrate as he tended sheep and slow lion and bears were enough to take on the giant. So because David, David had the ability to take down the lion and the bear, he think he has the ability to take down a big giant. He was right. His belief enabled him to use his talent from God to show the world what a miracle looked like. So when you're good at something, do it to the best of your ability. You know why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Don't feel that you're inferior. You don't have the ability to do so. Because you, you, you trust in the God that is in you. And once you have that communication with him, God will make sure he gets all the glory and all the honor. Number two, passion. Passion energize your talent. Consider Elijah in First uh, Kings chapter 18. The prophet confronted 850 false prophets on the top of Mount Carmel. He was outnumbered greatly, but one man was passion can defeat several hundred men who are no more curious. Elijah was 
fed up with the, the uproar of, of his own people and wanted to prove to them that the Lord was the true God and deserved his commitment. Elijah's passion enabled him to confront the false prophet, call down fire from heaven, and direct people back to God. The fire from heaven was a picture of the fire already burning inside of Elijah. It allowed him to bring everyone to a point of decision that cure them of their opera. A lot of things happening there. But when you're passionate about something, you know, my friend, you don't need to worry. The third one, initiative, activate your talent. Consider Paul in Acts 2, Acts, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 9 and, and 27. Three times in the book of Acts, we read of the conversion of, to faith in Christ. Each of these accounts not only remind us of the sovereignty of God, but of the power of, of initiative. Paul direct, went directly to Damascus, where he had planned to arrest and imprison, follow of Christ. But now he wanted to bring ministering to them immediately. He wanted to preach of the marvelous conversation and start helping the world find Christ as well. In addition, Acts 27 is a vivid account of Paul's initiative was a prisoner on board of a ship with no right authority. But he took initiative when the ship crew encountered a storm to, and saved the day. Number four. We focus directly on talent. Consider Noah in Genesis chapter 6. You remember the story of Noah. Noah was confronted by God and told to build an ark. A huge vessel that could preserve him and his family during the flood that was coming. Noah had likely never even seen rain or probably never built a boat before. Yet he strayed and tasked for 120 years. No doubt he withstood the criticism uh, and was uh, blunt of joke as he prepared for the flood. Can you imagine the focus Noah must have possessed? Staying true to God instruct despite all kind of opposition enable him to use his ability and succeed sparing the human race. You are the beneficiary of this great focus. Preparation possessed your talent. Consider Moses again. In Exodus 2 to 4, he said, He grew up in Pharaoh's palace in Egypt and was given the benefit of all the education and resources he needed to succeed in adult life. Except to one small ingredient. God had to prepare his heart. Moses killed uh, an Egyptian who beaten an Hebrew slave, and that's in Exodus 2, verse 12. God sent Moses into the wilderness for 40 years where it could prepare him for the job 
leading the Hebrews out of slavery into Egypt and into Canaan. Think about it. God took 40 years to get this man ready for this his mission. The job was too big for a novice. God made sure Moses' head, hands, and heart were ready before turning him loose. So God's not going to put us out there until we are ready. God's going to make sure our heart, our mind, God's going to make sure we are in the right place before he turns us loose. The sixth one is practice shape, sharpen your talent. Consider Daniel in Daniel chapter 2, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 8, and chapter 10. Daniel was a young man when his country was overtaken by Babylonians. While in a foreign land, he never left to practice that made him such a sh uh, sharp young leader. One of his gifts was the ability to interpret dreams and vision. Although his ears, he had the opportunity to practice using this gift and practice made perfect, one king after another needed his talent. And Daniel was the only, always ready. Late in his adult year, Daniel was called to help a king who didn't know, know him. Fortunately, he wasn't rusty, and because of his sharp, his shape, shape, shape talent, he attracts still another king is great for his great God. So, you know, when, 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 when we have our, our talent, we have to do everything that we can to make sure it's sharpened. If you use a knife or a machete, for those of us that use those tools back then are possibly using them now, you know, after a while when you use it, it gets dull. So if you don't sharpen it, it's not going to stay sharp. If we as Christians say we love God and we don't study the word of God, we're not going to stay sharpened in the word of God. This is why Paul said in, in 2 Timothy 2, 15, said, Study to show yourself approved to God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly divided the word of truth. You got to stay sharp in everything that you do. Practice to become perfect. The seventh one is perseverance, sustain your talent. Consider Joseph in Genesis chapter 41. Joseph was given a dream from God as a young man. He was gifted to be a leader. And one, one day he had, had the opportunity to play that role. What he didn't know was there would be incredible obstacle to face along his way. His brother were jealous of him and treated him uh, abusively. Later they were told him, uh, they throwed him into slavery. He, he served in Egyptian until Pharaoh's wife tried to seduce him. When he refused to uh, violate her marriage, uh, she blackmailed him and had to throw him into prison. 
Soon he was forgotten. Joseph eventually got to use his talent to lead, lead when Pharaohs needed it. But only after preserving through severe hardship, there would have made most people bitter, simply made Joseph bitter. The eighth thing. Consider Deborah in Judges chapter 4. This woman possessed amazing talent and planned strategy and lead people of Israel. In her, in her story, however, she focused, she faces an intimidating uh, enemy in the army of Canaan. There were rootless possession, 900 iron char chariots. They seemed invisible. Deborah rec recognized, however, that this was the number of problem, but solved for the oppressed Israelites. So she called for Barak and command of Israel army and gave him a plan to defeat the Canaanites. Even Barak and a soldier faced fa fear facing them and refused to do so unless Deborah, Deborah went with him. This was the ultimate test for her. Do you trust your plan enough to use it into, in the face of a bigger enemy? She did, and her talent helped set her people free. Teachability. Expand your talent. Consider Simon Peter in Acts chapter 10. Peter was a talented preacher. He was the one who preached the first sermon and as the church was launched in Acts chapter 2. He spoke over Jerusalem and clearly was the senior leader and a spokesman for the gospel for a chapter of the book of Acts. However, in Acts chapter 10, God challenged Peter with a new insight that the gospel was meant for the Gentiles too, not just for the Jews. Peter had a difficult time embracing this idea. But thankfully, his teachability Spirit opened a door for him to take the gospel and his talent to those outside the Jewish faith and the whole new ministry was born. Number 10. Character protect your talent. Consider Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 3. Beginning from the, his boyhood, working under Eli, young Samuel was uh, a person of a strong character. He was honest and forthright in all of his relationship from the lowest lowliness to the king of Israel. Consequently, his influence was great and his career spanned two generations in 1 Samuel chapter 3, 19 and 20. We read all Oh, everyone looked to him from one end of the nation to the other. Samuel's talent was perfect for the job of a prophet and priest. But the, his character kept him in the, in, the, in the game long enough to become the most influential man in Israel. 
Eliah is, his mentor was uh, removed from office because he failed at home. Saul, the first king, was removed from office because he failed at work. Samuel's talent outlived them because of his character. So when we put ourselves in the position to be a leader, we got to make sure we be a genuine and a true leader. Because if we don't, we have to be careful of the example that we set. Because remember, when we are in a leadership role, people watch us and see what we do. So if you do the wrong thing, people may think it's okay because you do it. So we have to be careful. And this is how important it is that, you know, even though you may be very talented, it's not enough. Because if you don't let your light shine, how can you witness to someone? If you say you're a preacher or you're called to talk to people and you have that gift, you don't know how to talk to remember. The scripture said, a soft answer turneth away wrath. But a grievous word builds up strife. So therefore, if you go out there and you see someone that you're trying to witness to them, and you're trying to be disrespectful to them, and you say you're talented, you think that's enough? You're only going to chase that person. The Bible said, eat that when its soul is wise. So your talent is never enough. Make sure when you're doing it, you're doing it unto God. God will humble you. He that humble himself will be exalted. But he that exalt himself will be abased. So make sure you approach things in life where you be a genuine leader. Be an example. Be someone that when someone sees you, they can say, man, there is something about so-and-so. He's just not like the other. He's, he's away from the crowd. He's in the crowd, but he's not a part of that crowd. And this is why the Bible said, don't let your, your good evil spoken of. You have to be careful of your friend. Show me your friend and I'll tell you who you are. If you, if you, if you, if you link with the wrong crowd, somebody's going to pick you even though you're not a part of it. They're going to say you were a part of that crowd. So, you know, we, we, we do have our due diligence and respect and, 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 and you know, uh, reason to do the things that we have to do to make sure God get the glory in everything that we do. Amen. Where am I? 10 or 11? 11? 11. Relationship influence your talent. Consider Rehoboam. In 1 Kings chapter 12, he was appointed king following his father Solomon. There was every reason why his reign would succeed. Just as his father and his grandfather reigned and succeed. Sadly, that is where his truth about relationship entered the scene. Relationship can make or break a person. In Rehoboam's case, they broke him. He had both good people and not so good people around him. And his choice to listen uh, to wrong crowd afterward, he made some devastating decision that ruined his, uh, his, his reign. The nation of Israel split and was never the same again. Reborn talent was sig significant but was affected negatively by his relationship. 
There's a lot going on there. Getting there, almost done. Responsibility. Strengthen your talent. Consider Gideon in Judges chapter 6 and 7. Gideon was ruined in his family. Uh, run his family. Belonged to a run family within his tribe. And many would argue that the tribe was run run tribe within the run country of Israel. In other words, he was the least likely accomplish, least likely to accomplish anything. But he did. Once the angel of the Lord cast a vision for defeating the op opposite Mediterranean, Gideon stepped up and took responsibility. In fact, it was his, his sense and ownership of this problem that attracted so many men to fight with him. He actually recruited too many, too, too many troops and had to cut back. And the volume, the talent was discovered only when he demonstrated responsibility, responsibility enough to use it. So sometimes we go out and do things just because we want to say, you know, look what I can do. But, you know, it can also make you and it can also break you. So you have to make sure when you are recruiting, when you are doing, make sure you're recruiting just enough and not more than you can hunger. You know, and this is where the Bible come out, comes about in, in Matthew where he talk about the talent to one he gave one because to the other he gave two and the other he gave five because the Lord's not going to give us more than we can bear. So if you know that, I'm only good at one thing. He's only going to allow you to do that one thing. If you know that you have the ability to do five things, he's going to make you do it because you know you have the ability. Don't think that because he have five talents and he gave you one, you're going to say, you know, um, you know, he gave you the talent and you decide, okay, Lord, I'm going to bury it because I deserve more than what you gave me. He knows us. He's the one that created us. You know how much we can bear. You know how much we can manage. You know that if we try to do too much, we're going to see too much fall, too much going on. You know, there's stone in the dirt. It's supposed to be, the, 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 the soil is supposed to be moist and, you know, when you put your hand in it, it just feels just right. You put your hand in there and you're feeling all these different gravels and things sticking in your hand and you're saying, oh. God, this is not for me. So there again, he's not going to give you more than you can bear. Amen. Teamwork multiplies your talent. Nehemiah, in Nehemiah chapter 2 and chapter 3, Nehemiah saw the need to rebuild the wall around the Israel capital, the city of Jerusalem. However, he wasn't building by trade. He was a cupbearer to a foreign king. Once he decided to act, however, he attracted others by expressing the need for resources and people to participate in the solution. After all the people support what they had created, Nehemiah truly cast vision to the folks 
that live within the city who are the most gained by a strong wall protecting Jerusalem. He honestly, honest their time, gifts and energy, and build the wall in 52 days. He soon become the governor because he was a great broker of not only his own talent, but that of other two. So when when you you, you have the uh, uh, you, when you work together, teamwork. They use this, the, the saying or the phrase, "Teamwork makes dream work." So when we work together as one, you know we have one goal, and this is what we're trying to accomplish. Don't think that. Uh, if you if you if you're a little bit skilled than uh, and the way I do things, you know we work together as a teamwork. If you if you notice, um, you know a football team when it's out there playing, you know you have the captain or the quarterback is out there. You got the linebacker, you got the defense, you got the tackle, you got the running back. You know you got all these players, but they can't do it all by themselves. You know, so they need each other. They need someone to block the other person that's coming to tackle them. They need someone to protect the quarterback. So teamwork make a dream work. When we work together for the kingdom of God, when the trumpet's on, if we stay loyal and focused and stay with God, we will make it into the rapture with the Lord. Don't forget the Bible says he's going to prepare a place for us, that where he is, we may be also. The only way we can go where God wants us to be is by us make sure we are at the right place, at the right time, doing the right things, serving the one and true God. Amen. We're serving an awesome God. Talent is never enough. Work on your talent. If you have something to do and you find yourself can do something and you need brushing up, sharpening up, do whatever it takes to make sure you are sharpened. Do whatever it takes to make sure you are where you need to be. Don't just sit on your talent and say, uh, I'm just not adequate enough to do it. Go and ask for help. If you need help, don't sit there. Help not going to come if you sit there. You go, ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and he find. Knock, and the door will open unto you. Because to everyone that asks it, receive it. And to him that knock it, the door will be open unto him. So ask, whatever it is. Ask the Lord. The Lord will supply all our needs. He didn't say he will supply some of our needs. He said he will supply all our needs. So we just need to trust the Lord with all our heart and with all our mind. Trust him. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. God will direct you. God will protect you. God will provide for you. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. He's our just God. He's our faithful God. He's the one that I love and adore. I'm just continuing to worship him because he's great. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a round of applause tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Talent is never enough. Amen. We thank you. Anyone have any question tonight? Amen. I know we said a lot of things. Amen. Amen. But talent is never enough. Amen. Yes, sir. Brother Bradley. Character. Which one was that? Character was number 10. Consider Samuel. In 1 Samuel 3, beginning from his boyhood, working with Eliab. 
Samuel, young Samuel was a person of a strong character. He was honest and forthright in all of his relationship, from his lowliness to the king of Israel. Consequently, his inf influence was great, and his career spanned two generations. In 1 Samuel 3, 19 and 20, we read how everyone looked to him from one end of the nation to the other. Is that what you need, or did I went too far? Or did I didn't answer your question. Uh, character protects your talent. You're welcome, sir. Anyone else? Amen. We're going to invite you all, if you can stand with us at this time. Amen. Talent is never enough. Amen. Don't sit on your talent. If you have a talent, just use it for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Bow your heads. Father God, we love you. We thank you for this time, O oh God, of sharing your words, O oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for giving unto us, Lord God, the talent, Lord God. We know whatever talent that we have is not enough. We ask you, Lord God, help us not to sit on our talent, Lord God, but we'll continue to use it for your glory. We ask you to protect us and keep us, cover us. We ask you to dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence, Lord God. Father God, as we pray, Lord God, we ask you, Lord God, that you will bless every person that is here. Give us traveling mercy as we travel on the highways and the byways. Protect us from accident, from dangers, from mechanical failures or from anything that will be an endurance to us. Take us back again when the doors are open so that we can continue to give you all the glory and all the honor. We worship you, we praise you, and we thank you for your many blessings. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. Don't forget, give unto the building fund. Amen. We have a basket there. God bless you. We love you. Thank you for being here. You're dismissing Jesus' name.